Welcome to the Confident Speaker Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly D. Parker, speaker, consultant, and self-proclaimed introvert who stumbled upon the cheat code to captivate audiences and command any room. Each week on this show, I'll share tips and tools to inspire you to communicate with power, charisma, and awaken your most confident self. Let's get started. Today's episode is brought to you by my Fierce and Fearless Speaking Academy. This is my high-level coaching intensive that teaches entrepreneurs and professionals how to conquer their fear of public speaking. You will learn how to present with confidence, captivate audiences, and command any room. If you're ready to learn the nuts and bolts of delivering an unforgettable keynote, workshop, or even virtual talk, contact me today at info at kellydparker.com. Hey there, this is episode 21 of the Confident Speaker Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I don't know if you've noticed, but just about everything has gone virtual. And I'm assuming that you have because you probably don't live under a rock. And so a lot of the times that we're speaking um, in our current environment as of the time of this recording is going to be virtual, whether you are working a nine to five or you're an established speaker and you're getting speaking opportunities, they're probably going to be virtual. Or if you're an aspiring speaker and you're like, wait a minute, I have some expertise. I have some some knowledge that I could share. Perhaps I could independently seek out my own speaking opportunities. If you were to venture down that path, you would probably be speaking in a virtual environment. So today I want to walk through 10 questions every virtual speaker should ask. So part of being a really good speaker, whether you're in person or virtual, and I I do believe that virtual is probably here to stay for quite a while, or at least to be a component um, of speaking. Part of being a good speaker, a really big part is being prepared. And I know you guys have heard me say that in the past, but it's just so true. So when you've got a virtual speaking opportunity ahead of you, whether it's for your nine to five or something that you've secured independently, There are some things you're going to want to find out, think through, and make sure that you're clear on well before you actually give the talk, right? So I've got 10 of them lined up here, and we're just going to walk through them one by one. So number one, every virtual speaker should ask, what platform will I use? So are we going to be on Zoom? Is this WebEx? Is this Microsoft Teams? Is this Easy Webinar? There's a number of options out there these days, but what platform am I going to be using? Because what you want to make sure of is that you're very familiar with the capabilities of that platform, how it works, because the last thing you want to do is be stumbling around, right? And so you want to on your own even practice within that platform. So number two, going along with that, when is tech check? So oftentimes, you know, people are hosting virtual conferences these days, which is a great opportunity. You know, if you do have expertise and you are a speaker um, to be able to share. And most of the, most of the time they're going to have some sort of tech check. Right. So some sort of meeting beforehand um, to make sure that, you know, the flow of the program to make sure that, you know, um, how everything is going to work together. Um, And even if they don't have one, it's always a good idea to ask, you know, maybe perhaps that's something that they haven't thought of. But hopefully they will. And that's a great opportunity for you to get comfortable to make the most of a tech check. If you can um, do a brief 
run through of your material in the same space that you're going to be using to speak in the same lighting. You want to try to emulate the actual moment as much as you can, because that's going to help you feel even more comfortable because you're going to feel kind of like, okay, I've done this before, right? So number one, what platform will I use? Number two, when is tech check? And number three, where will I record? So we want to give some thought to the actual space and environment that you're going to be recording in. So you're, prob you're probably going to be at home, right? Most of us are at home um, at the time of this recording. So finding a quiet place, a comfortable place, well lit and clutter free space is going to be really important. So you want to plan in advance so it's not five minutes before you're going to go on and you're trying to clear out the clutter, right? So that's something you want to already have prepped. So I've noticed a lot of people using the virtual backgrounds, right? Where you can, you know, transport yourself to Hawaii and you got palm trees behind you and all that sort of thing, um, which is an option. Um, a couple thoughts that I have on that. If your goal is to look professional and put together and you're using one of those virtual backgrounds, make sure that it's realistic. So make sure that it looks like an indoor, perhaps, you know, office space or workspace. It's probably going to work better. The other thing that I've noticed is those backgrounds work better when you have just a blank space behind you. And they say particularly, you know, a green screen or, you know, a blank wall with the, the color green within it. Um, sometimes when you don't have that blank space, parts of you would disappear as you move. And it can be very distracting. So think that through if you're going to use one of those virtual backgrounds. Me personally, I don't like those. I would rather get myself behind, you know, a pretty blank wall within my house and just do it that way. And then, you know, maybe you got a couple books strategically placed behind you or something where there's not a whole lot of clutter, but maybe just a tiny bit of visual interest. That's personally my preference because I find that those virtual backgrounds can can look strange sometimes. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. It's definitely your preference, but you want to test that out, you know, ahead of time and make sure half of your face isn't disappearing, you know, when you move a certain way. So that space that you're going to record, be recording in, you want to um, plan it out and pay attention to it. All right. So number four, what is the fourth thing that every virtual speaker should ask? I don't think enough people ask this question. Who is my audience? Who am I going to be talking to? So let's say you're presenting at your nine to five. You're, you might be pretty familiar who the individuals are. You might even know them by name. Um, but Sometimes let's say you've secured a speaking engagement for a virtual conference or some sort of other event. Maybe you've been invited to speak at a meeting or something like that. Ask who you're going to be talking to in terms of age, in terms of, you know, perhaps occupation, walk of life, but also what are they struggling with? What problems are they dealing with that perhaps I could speak into and provide solutions for so the more specific that you can be with yourself as you're preparing about who you're talking to, you're going to be able to hold their attention all the more, right? Because as virtual speakers, we understand that really the number one thing that an audience is looking for is whether what you're saying is interesting and relevant to them. So I think one mistake we make is we get caught up in all this tech 
and oh my gosh what am I going to do on the zoom and is it going to work right and that's definitely a stressor definitely but really the the headline here is who am I talking to how am I going to connect with them and uh, make sure that I'm speaking to kind of what they need and want to hear so that's definitely something you want to flesh out and think through ahead of time number five will my presentation be live or pre-recorded so it's good to get ahead of the game and just ask that right ask what is the plan so are we pre-recording content and it's going to be um, you know shared later or is this going to be a live presentation because there are different ways that you're going to want to prepare depending upon what the strategy is so if you're presenting live of course you have the opportunity to interact with your audience right and perhaps they can use the chat feature and ask you questions but if you're pre-recording and maybe you've been asked to, you know, provide a recording of your presentation, that presents an advantage in that you can do takes, right? It's not live. So if you feel like you're messing up, you can start over, you can edit and that sort of thing. And so you want to be really clear on what the expectation is when you say yes to an opportunity in terms of what you're going to be expected to produce and to share. Okay, that's number five. Number six. Going back to who is my audience, number six is how will I engage my audience? So if you've listened to some of our earlier episodes around virtual speaking, you already know that virtual audiences are easily distracted. And I bet you already knew that because when I bet when you're on virtual meetings, you get distracted, right? You can get easily distracted. You're probably multitasking and getting water and tending to this and that and the other thing, right? And so it's important as we're speaking virtually that we give some thoughts. So, okay, if that's the case, how am I going to engage my audience? So you don't have to juggle, right? You don't have to pull out bells and whistles and try to do all this fancy stuff necessarily. But you do want to think through how am I going to make this feel like a two-way situation? Because that's not what it feels like because we're not physically together. So... How are we going to do that? You know, how am I going to bring them into the conversation? So am I going to, you know, throw out some questions and answers beforehand and allow them to submit some questions to me? Am I going to, you know, pause every so often and, you know, allow them to engage with me in the chat or, you know, what am I going to do to bring them back in? Um, Of course, like we said, making sure that your subject matter is something that's um, on point for them. And then on top of that, making sure that you bring the energy and that you bring a certain level of passion because that's going to draw them in as well. Right. No one is going to want to continue to listen to somebody who doesn't even feel like they're engaged with what they're talking about. Right. So you want to think through how am I going to engage my audience? All right. Number seven. Number seven. Let's talk about this for a second. What visual aids will I use? Because this can be a great strategy to engage an audience as well because it provides a little bit of visual interest if you do it correctly. The first thing you want to think about is making sure that your slides are visual. Meaning you've got a good balance of visual meaning. It could be graphs, it could be pictures, things that are visual and not too much text. Sometimes we have a habit of jam packing every single slide with all of these words. And then because the words are there, we're tempted to read the words, you know, verbatim 
which is not going to engage anybody, right? So make sure that your slides have some sort of visual element that makes sense. And that when you are using text, make it scannable. So make sure that you're putting those main keywords, those main ideas that you want people to remember, but not every single thing that you say, because if it's too much, then nothing is actually going to be taken in. So you want to make sure that you focus on those main things that you want people to know. And also those those keywords that reinforce your main point. Anytime you're speaking, you should be crystal clear on what is the main point, what is the bottom line that I want everybody to walk away with. And then there's probably some supporting ideas, you know, within that. What are those? That's what belongs on your slides, stated in a scannable, kind of headline, slogan-ish kind of way. The more that we can do that, the more that we're gonna draw people in and also help people understand what we're saying so understand the goal is not to look smart the goal is not to be deep because nobody wants that (laughs) maybe maybe as a speaker we want it because we want to feel like you know we have our stuff together but as a listener and audience member they just they just want it in a way that they can remember they just want to hear information that means something to them in a way that they can take it home and apply it So that's kind of a shift in mindset that we need to make. So number seven, what visual aids will I use? Number eight, will I have access to the recording of my presentation? So kind of implied in this question is, is the presentation going to be recorded? So let's actually split this up into A and B. 8A, will the presentation be recorded? And then B, will I have access to the recording of my presentation? So a couple things on this. So let's say that you're a speaker and they plan to, you know, speaking for a company or something like that or whatever. And they plan to have you come in and speak and then they're going to record it and then they're going to take that presentation and then they're like, oh, well, we're, we're going to take it. We're going to show this to the senior management team. And then we're going to show this to our customer service group. And then we're going to also show it again over here. Well, if that's the plan, you want to iron out all those details up front. Because if we weren't in a virtual environment, they would have to bring you in multiple times in order for all that to happen. And it would cost them or every single time that they brought you in to give that talk. In a virtual environment, they can just take that replay and continue to reuse it. So you wanna have that conversation around compensation um, and make sure that it's something that you're comfortable with if that content is going to be viewed and you know, you're know you adding value over and over again to different groups of people. Um, and not only that, the other side of it is, will I have access to the recording of my presentation? Because if you have access to it, What else can you do with it, right? Can you share it independently to other audiences that might find it helpful? Can you share it with other decision makers that might be able to book you? Can you take a snippet of it and put it on, you know, social media or LinkedIn or what have you to kind of showcase, you know, what you're able to do? Um, Can you sell it? You know, can you make it a digital course? Like, What can you do with that content? Who else can you show it to? And so that's something that you want to you want to think through on both ends. What can you do with it 
and what is that organization or whoever is hosting you? What do they plan to do with it? And make sure that everybody's comfortable. All right. So that's number eight. Number nine, what is my audience's next step? So if you're at your nine to five and you are presenting, you know, a financial analysis per se, is there anything in particular that you want them to do with this information after the fact? Do you want them to contact you with questions? Do you um, want them to look out for a follow up email from you with the presentation so that they can view it on on their own? Um, what, what does that look like if you're, you know, independently seeking out opportunities as a speaker and you've spoken? Now what? You know, do you want people on your email list now? Do you want to, you know, lead them to you know, purchase your book or you have some sort of product, what does it look like for this next step that you want your audience to take? Whatever it is, and it could be anything, make it easy for them. Okay, so it shouldn't be difficult to figure out how to contact you. It shouldn't be difficult, you know, to figure out that next thing that you want people to do. Make it super simple for them and obvious for them to take that next logical step with you. And finally, number 10. Number 10 is, (laughs) that was my drum roll. What's my backup plan? We all know that technology can be a hater and you can have all your ducks in a row and then for some reason your video isn't working or the audio is not doing what it needs to do or you can't bring your slides up or you know whatever the case is but here's the thing don't worry about it don't stress about it you do your due diligence to prepare and you keep it moving but in addition to that plan for that plan for that moment so what is your backup device that you're going to have ready like if your computer starts doing weird things well i'm going to dial in on my phone or i'm going to you know have abc ready to go in case i'm having a problem I'm going to have, you know, Jessica's phone number available to me right at my fingertips in case I need to call her and let her know that I'm having an issue. So try to think through some of those things that might cause a hiccup and then plan for them so it doesn't feel so, you know, you don't feel so out of control. You feel in control because you've created a plan. So let's review. What are the 10 questions every virtual speaker should ask? Number one. What platform will I use? Number two, when is tech check? Number three, where will I record? Number four, who is my audience? Number five, will my presentation be live or pre-recorded? Number six, how will I engage my audience? Number seven, what visual aids will I use? Number eight, which we broke up into part A and part B. Part A is, will there be a recording of my presentation? And B, will I have access to the recording of my presentation? And of course, that's only applicable if you are recording live or presenting live. Number nine, what is my audience's next step? And finally, number 10, What is my backup plan? So I hope that these little tips will be helpful for you the next time that you find yourself with an opportunity to be a virtual speaker. So I've put together a checklist in downloadable PDF form 
all about how to communicate online with confidence. And it is a reminder of a lot of these questions that we have gone over today. So if you want to get your hands on that, just head over to kellydparker.com forward slash podcast and head over to the show notes for this episode and you will see the link there. Thanks for listening to the Confident Speaker Podcast. If you found this content valuable, make sure you subscribe and leave a review to help others join the Confident Speaker family. Thanks again and see you next time.